Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. Uh, I'm Nate, and as always is Josh, and uh, Hi guys. You know, this is the podcast where we are good at being bad at brevity, and apparently I like scaring myself silly. <laughs> yeah, the, I will explain that, don't worry. Uh, but uh, joining us tonight is a good friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Luke Parker. Say hi, Parker. Hey, how's it going? You know, you can say more than that. <laughs> testing, testing. One, two, one, two. All right, all right. <laughs> Anyways, how are you, Josh? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I made myself a, a cup of coffee because I'm I'm feeling a little tired, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm happy to be here, and it's been uh, I, it's been a good day. <laughs> good. Sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained right now. Um, well. it's it's been a whole. It's been a, a nice little roller coaster since our last podcast. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Well, it's just, I've been busy with a lot of work. You know, I've been off school. That's, that's been nice. But then, uh, the, strangely, like with graduation season and stuff coming through, there's just been a lot of stuff. That, I've had a few, a handful of late nights at work. So then this weekend was great to have off, but then also weird because it's like, what do I do with my time? I have time. It's it's nice, and then today I was off, and it was it was nice, and I said it was good. How are you doing, Nate? <laughs> well, um, I'm not God, by the way. Don't take that as a <laughs> sorry. Already Gosh, like five me. minutes in, and I'm already too close to the edge of jokes. Uh, well, you know, it it <laughs> wouldn't be us if we weren't sort of pushing the edge here. <laughs> Ooh, so. edgy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, how's it going? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks of work are well work. Uh, we've had some good weather. Haven't had a whole lot of nice. rain, you know, uh, so I can't complain about the weather. <laughs> um, but, you know, that being said, I'm especially excited for this week because like today was Memorial Day. So the post office wasn't open anyways. But then uh, I have the rest of the week off because I took a week of vacation um, and so I plan on, I plan on doing the hard work of getting some rest, um, you know, and there's, there's some stuff there around go. the house that I, you know, I, I do have a little bit of a, not necessarily a honeydew, but it's like Nate should have done kind of list, um, <laughs> that, that I put off for a while. So, uh, you know, I'll be cleaning gutters and doing some spring cleaning stuff here, uh, over the course of next week, weather permitting, uh, but you know, I I can't complain. And like I said, I've got a, a week of vacation here. And uh, you know, the cool part was my buddy, you know, Parker here came and uh, spent the weekend. You know, came down yesterday. He spent all day today with me, and he's he's bouncing out tomorrow. But uh, and we we hung out and we talked. Uh, we talked some theology stuff and just some life stuff. And uh, but he also brought down his PS4 Pro and uh, his PSVR. And uh, I got to sort of sample, like I had a bit of a, a, a virtual reality buffet, uh, and it was good. Um, <laughs> I am also not God, just so, you know. Um, but no, it was very cool. Um, and it really is one of those things that when you see it, like when you experience it and you see it executed and you're like actually immersed in it, it's it's wild, the, mm-hmm. the, the change that that sort of makes um 
I mentioned being terrified. We decided to to close the night out, and and just this sort of like I played some Astrobot, I played some uh, Moss, I played I played Far Farpoint, Farpoint Thumper. We had you play a bunch of different stuff. Tetris Effect, like Tetris so. Effect. Dang. Um, yeah, we just sort of like we were just hopping through a bunch of different stuff, just sort of get trying to get like a, it, and it was cool. It's it's all very very cool. Um, I think like one of my fa- like. You almost barfed playing Wipeout. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. we did play Wipeout, like the the hover bike thing. And uh, I played one race. I finished the race. I pulled the headset off, and I was like, I think I need to, like, move around. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling a little warm. Uh, <laughs> but I closed out the night with Resident Evil 7. And uh, now, now, and I want to go on record saying, like, one, I volunteered. But two, he's been sitting on this game for months. It wasn't even opened. Oh, and wow. I was like, I was like, why don't we I, open it up, pop it in, load I knew it up. better than to open it because <laughs> I was not ready to uh, wet myself playing that game. And thankfully, Nate stepped up and volunteered to be the first one to wet himself. And voided so. my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> my vows have been bo- voided. Um, it wasn't that bad, but there. There was a video, and you know what? I'll probably post a video in the Facebook group because it's, it's pretty, it's epic and hilarious. It's it's pretty amusing. Um, it's great. Uh, but so we did some of that, and and I definitely have some thoughts, but they'll probably wait a little bit. But uh, you know, just sort of, like I said, getting ready to do so, the hard work of resting well. That how is how awesome. how have you been? I mean. This Good, is, man. I mean, I'm just settling into being married, so I'm trying to figure out how all of that is supposed to work. So, uh, two months in so far, it's been awesome. But uh, you know, I'm in the early stages of what's hopefully going to be an amazing journey. Cool, cool. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's still calling it an amazing journey. So <laughs> you can tell I'm a newlywed by that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't have anything that I should say <laughs> on Mike. So <laughs> the, the only um, thing this is a total this is a total just not even has to do with anything but th- that reminded me of a conversation I had with my wife cuz we were watching something and I thought it referenced it was like going into someone's bloodstream and I thought it was referenced it called it something like an amazing journey or something like that and I was like oh yeah like the 60s movie um, fantastic voyage that's what I was thinking of but for okay. some reason what popped in my head was the incredible <laughs> journey and I think that's the one that um, that's like the dog movie, like a two dogs and a cat, and they ah. remade it as Homeward Bound. And then, and then when I finally found out what the words were, I was like, "See, I'm not crazy." Fantastic journey, or what is it? Fantastic voyage. See, now I can't even keep it straight. What is it? The Incredible Journey and the Fantastic Voyage. It's like it's basically the same name. For two different I mean, movies, it's it's like With two completely you, different plots. You just pull up a thesaurus, and you're like, words meaning very good, and you pick one. And it, <laughs> words meaning travel, <laughs> very good quest, <laughs> the very the enjoyable very, quest, <laughs> magnificent travels. It, it was a Commodore sixty four game. <laughs> um, nice. Anyways, sorry that so that's my random entry for the evening. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. No, no, but that's okay. That I will say though, no, Parker, that's awesome. I'm I'm really happy happy for you, man. Um that I, I it is really cool actually that you put it that way. It's funny looking back. So my wife and I are about to hit ten years 
in August. It's Yay! funny, like thinking of it as a journey, like from this perspective, um, it, I just, I literally do not know who I would be if I wasn't married to my wife. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Nate? Like, yeah. it, I, I have just changed so much because of my wife that it's like, I, I would probably be, le- so it, it's funny to even think of it as like a destination. N- not that that's what a journey is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm still no. for you, man. That's awesome. I mean, we, we were sitting on the porch and we were talking a little bit and I said like, Megan and I are going to be six years this year in mm-hmm. August. And, uh, yeah, I would never tell her this in person, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I said to, to Luke, I said, you know, one of the things that I, I just really can't imagine my life without my wife. Like, and it's only been six years. And I said, yeah. I just do not know how I would. I mean, obviously, it's not like one of those things where I was like, I'll just never move on if, like, you know, something, Lord forbid, something were to happen. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I recognize I would cope, I would adapt, but it's like the changes that have been worked in me because of this marriage are, it's it's been very good. Yeah. So now that we've gotten all emotional and sappy and sort of <laughs> managed to, to pull my mind from the the abyss that is RE7. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, no, like, listen, listen, like, I, I feel like I need to, I seriously, it probably took me 20 minutes to like come down from that and a few sips of bourbon. Like, nice. it was, it was super intense. Um. And for whatever reason, I kind of want to do it some more. So it just should probably let people know that my mental state. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Josh, how uh, how have your backlogs and finances been? The old yield hashtag backlog report. You know, uh, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at the report. Where did I put this thing? Somewhere. Doesn't really the backlog. Um, okay, so what do I have to? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Today on the backlog report. Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> I do that every that. time. <laughs> Today on the backlog report. <laughs> what this means for your weekend at ten. Um. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're going all over the place. Um. Let's see. So one of the funny things, you know, I talked about how I've I pulled a lot of late days at work or late nights, I guess, would be what it actually was because uh, you can't. Anyways, um, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that I was doing also was kind of um, what, what I what I refer to lovingly as babysitting, where it's like I set stuff up. And then I, I, I kind of push a button and I just, I wait there for like an hour for people to show up, kind of make sure everything's ready. And then for like a graduation or something like that, I mean, okay. I'm basically just making sure that nothing crazy happens. 30 minutes in, I play video you maybe bring down the light, just like really simple stuff. So, um, that said, I've been able to do some handheld gaming um, nice. in between those those times so i've actually been playing a bunch of games even though i've been busy 
um, just kind of fitting it in there has been really nice. Um, I finished a couple games. I played through, actually, this is completely unrelated to playing at work. Um, I played through the, the remaster of the Castle of Illusion, the Mickey Mouse game that was originally on Genesis. Was that, or you mean the remake from a couple years ago? Yes, yes. Okay. Remake. I, yeah, I played that. That's oh, pretty cool. It. It's a really pretty looking game. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Honestly, I booted it up from Steam just because my kids were around and they're in a huge mm. Mickey and Minnie phase. And so they sat with me and, and loved it. Like, loved watching me play it. And I beat it over the course of like two days um, because they kept asking me to play it. So that, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool little playthrough. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think they had some issues with the rights to it, right? Didn't they? Are they still selling it? I don't remember. But I anyways. don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. All I know is I picked it up on PS3. So okay, I have it. Nice. Yeah, it's a short little playthrough. I mean, it probably took two hours. Two hours. Yeah, maybe I'd say three. like three or four tops. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't long. Nah. Um, so that was fun. And then on my 3DS, so my, my handheld game, is a little puzzle platformer called Box Boy. Have you ever heard of this before? I have. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. I think it's... Isn't it coming to Switch? There is a, uh, a sequel. I think it's a fourth okay. game in the series, is my understanding. It's okay, the one okay. that comes out on Switch. So they had three on 3DS, and then this is the first one on Switch. And um, basically, it's by Hal Laboratories, you know, the guys behind Kirby. And it's this little puzzle platformer. It's black and white. You are a little box. It's obviously box boy, you know. Yeah. Your yeah, name yeah. is, is QB. It's, so it's uh. like a super cute, like, yeah, if you think Kirby is just a little square dude, this is a little, excuse me, Kirby is a circle dude. This is a little square dude with eyes and feet is all that it is. But you kind of create other squares to like hook onto platforms and go different places or, or make another square to jump on top of spikes or something like that. So um, that was a lot of fun, just like tiny little bite-sized challenges, but there was a good amount of content. I mean, it was probably five or six hours total. So it was nice. And I picked it up. I, I had played it a little while, a long time ago so it it had just been like sitting on my 3ds home screen, so playing through that um, and finish that one up. I need to report report these things in the group um, and tally up points because there's something else coming as well that's gonna add to my score. So make it official. Dun dun dun. Did you yeah. buy something? I did. I did oh. buy something. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess I, won't, I, can talk I won't. About I it won't again. make you spoil it. I'll let you drop it in the group as a big old surprise if you want. I mentioned it. I mentioned it in the group just as a deal that I had been looking at. Okay. For a while. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm sure I'll talk about it later when it actually comes in because it's back ordered. So oh, that's okay. fun. That, um, no, that's back ordering is not fun. <laughs> well. Oh it's, wait, it's wait. Okay. Was that like? It's <laughs> I, I just mean like I wasn't and I wasn't immediately gonna play it. It was just such a good deal. Um, I was kicking it around for for two or three days before I finally pulled the trigger. Okay. It's, it's it's good. I'm I am excited, but I don't know when I'm gonna 
actually busted open. Uh, okay, so outside of that, sorry, I feel like I'm taking up so much time here. Um, I've also been playing the the game of the two month period for the backlog busters um, in the Mother series. So the first Mother game, Earthbound Beginnings. Okay. I've been playing through that one, plodding my way along. Um, this is the first game I've ever played with a guide open right next to me. Like I usually wait until I get stuck in different games before I take to looking at a guide, but I've heard that this, I mean, Earthbound Beginnings is a JRPG on the NES. So it has a lot of features of a JRPG on the NES. (laughs) So things like, um, you have to grind in order to continue to progress in the game. And it's, it's just, it is a, a slower paced game and requires some patience out of you. Now, um, the, the save states in the virtual console help out a lot. I would say I would, I would probably not be enjoying this game quite as much if I didn't have save states. Um, so there are some modern conveniences, which, which are nice. Um, but it is, it's, it's been, it's been a fun little playthrough so far and I'm only a little over halfway into it. So we can talk about that more later. It is a nice weird game. I mean, it's, it's, it's from the same team and you can totally tell as the second game, the Super Nintendo game, because it's just weird and quirky and it's, it's got its own charm to it, which is pretty nice. But then it also has NES JRPG, not, not a bad thing. I still, I love the original Final Fantasy, but I also recognize its flaws. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, there is a point where it's like, okay, like, you can recognize it for what it is, but it's okay to be like, nah, this, like, you can see the bones of, like, ideas that would later come to fruition in a lot of those games, but, like, at the time, it's like, going back to it now, it's like, you look at it and like, oh, man, oh, uh, just kind of, like, I love, I love Dragon Quest, Mm -hmm. but, like, the original Dragon Warrior, dude, it's not super fun like it, i mean i like it but i'm not gonna say it's like the pinnacle of gaming no no definitely not i mean yeah it's i think it's like you said you can see what's so good about it i mean that one also kind of like i feel like pioneered a lot of things mm-hmm. so it was like the first enix dipping their toes in the water of making that type of a game i will say though one of the things that works in its favor is how short and condensed of an experience it is i feel like yeah 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 the original one um because it doesn't i felt like it doesn't overstay its welcome um so that when you have to grind for you know 50 percent of the game well in retrospect that was a total of you know four hours something like that I mean, four hours grinding doesn't sound like a. Uh, it doesn't sound like the most fun experience in the world, but at the same time, it, it's not. I don't know. Compared to the rest of the game, it didn't feel like it was sucking away your life. I have spent. <laughs> you don't I've look spent like more you than agree. Four hours. Well, I was just. Gonna oh, really? say, I've spent way more than four hours grinding that game. So. Four oh hours, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like yeah, you got to pump those numbers way up, bro. Like, way up. <laughs> Oh, I just finished Octopath Traveler. Let me yeah, tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that was certainly a thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So that, it's funny. So so those are the games that I've been working on. I honestly have taken a break from reading almost entirely <laughs> over uh, the past two weeks. Just because oh, uh, no. I've been catching up on podcasts. So I haven't been okay. listening to audiobooks. And 
I think I did read a little bit more of the institutes, just not very much. Um, cause I was focused like the time that I, that I would have been reading, I was focusing on other work projects for the most part. Um, I did finish up that book that I mentioned about the, the one that I was reading at work. Um, so, so really there just hasn't been much, uh, so I need to pick a book and start it. I've got another, um, another book that I need to start already an audio book downloaded. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do that one next or not. It's called extreme ownership. It's by Jocko Willink. Yep. Yep. So I know. Um, yep. I haven't read it. I know who he is. Yeah, dude's mockers. Yeah. <laughs> like in a good way, in a good yeah. way. But it's like, yo, he's still kind of bonkers. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I even, I just, I like the title. I mean, it, it seems like you, you, you kind of know what you're getting into. Nice. Nice. For, for, for the listeners, I, that I is agree. my bottle of bookers. Um, I, I went off mic for a minute and poured <laughs> myself a little bit more bourbon. That's awesome. So, but sorry. So I'm excited to read that. Um, outside of that, um, in terms of, uh, scripture memorization, um, I have benefited a lot from the combo that we talked about on our last episode of the versus okay. app and the prayer mate app. They're both, um, they've been very helpful in reminders that said, like, as you had mentioned last time, um, it does also kind of bring out that like, oh yeah, I'm bad at just like getting rid of reminders and not doing anything about them. Yeah. At the same time, it's, it's good to still, to still be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, no. it's, so it those, does make sense to me. Those have both been good. Good. Anyways, I'm going to shut up now. No, more you, about your report right um, now. I mean, I've been playing Odin Sphere, and it's just like mm-hmm. one of those things where it's. I just need to pull the trigger, finish the game, and be done. And just like, if I want, come back and clean up the trophies later. That's what I gotcha. need to do there. The, you know, that way get the get the point for finishing it, and then sort of move on. And I can sort of peck at some of the trophies and be. Uh, but then, like like today, played a bunch of. Uh, bunch of VR stuff and that's that's been sort of like the most that I've done I mean I don't think okay I think I dipped into some other stuff but it was like for like a couple minutes here that oh you know we turned on bro force last night um, nice <laughs> gonna I think we're gonna start playing that like do some online co-op on that because like that's an easy just nice. you get on you shoot things up and you, you don't have to think a lot and you can just sort of talk while you play um but, just bro it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, it, we we do. We have been playing. Um, we played through the division together. We played through mm-hmm. Neo together. Uh, now we're on Borderlands, wow. the pre sequel. It just sort of we get on for a couple hours every other week, or you know, when we when we just carve, we try to carve out a little bit of time every couple of weeks or whatever to to get on and, and play and talk. So that's another one to sort of add to the the co-op stuff uh but i did uh one of the things that sort of so i have the last guardian and like i'm okay you know a fan of eco and shadow obviously um but i i've never played the last guardian so we did there's a um an interactive experience and it's sort of like a game sort of thing interesting i might post some of those videos too because there's like i do not like heights like 
<laughs> not good with them. And Let's see where this is going. This was my first. This was so. This was the very first like <laughs> VR thing that we did, and we hopped on there. And he's like, "This is." He's like, "This is the one that you need to start with," because like you know, I love those games. And he's like, "This is just a very cool experience." And it sort of has like some game mechanics, but you sort of like for traversal, you teleport around, like you sort of highlight, and there's a little interaction and stuff. And then you ride Trico a little bit. But there's some parts where like you're standing on like these like basically like just these, these broken like there's a bridge sort of that ends and it's just like you're standing on like pieces of it and it's terrifying <laughs> like in, in, in a way that like like my stomach was like my stomach was sort of in my, my heart was just sort of in the back of my throat just like <laughs> hanging out and I was like oh oh no I don't like this no like I'm looking down and I'm like I know this is fake but my body like my brain is screaming at me stop <laughs> stop you idiot stop <laughs> um so but then like i said we just played a bunch of different stuff i really did like astrobot really liked moss um i did like i mean i liked everything we played it it's really for me it's like uh we megan played a little bit um she likes Tetris Effect a lot. She just likes Tetris mm-hmm. a lot. And then, like, Tetris Effect in, in VR is wildly different than just Tetris Effect. Really? And, uh, it's, I mean, it at, at its core, it's the same gameplay, but there's just, like, the your field of vision sort of just opens up, and, like, it's just the, the immersion aspect. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it, that was very cool. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's just been Odin Sphere. I think as soon as I beat Odin Sphere, I'm going to uh, kind of crank... Th- probably this week, I'm going to crank down on Earthbound, try to knock out okay. a good chunk of that, have that done by the end of June. And I think the plan is... We'll have to check with Paul. Um, but I think Paul wanted to have everybody... Again, we'll need to confirm all the details, but I think we were all going to go on the Retro Zoo Super... Or, Paul, your podcast name is too long. The Retro Zoo, <laughs> the, the the Super, Super show. show. Yes, I think it, we we were all going to go on there. Sixty four. Yeah, and tell HD him, remix. Tell them I need it to be at least sixteen bits, or I'm not showing up. <laughs> like that eight bit junk is nonsense. Like, um, but yeah, so it did that, and uh, that's just sort of. Um, I do yeah. have to ask you about one more game because yes, yeah. you posted it in the group. What did you think of Metal Slug? Oh, the first, yeah, I did play the first <laughs> one. Oh no, dude, it was like it's really cool. The first one's really cool. I died a whole bunch, and I remember playing one of those on like my cousin's Genesis or something. Okay. So it's like those are like really cool little like that I can sit down and sort of plink away at. Yeah, you know, like they're sort of like it's definitely like. For me, it's definitely not like binge on all of them, but it's like sit down. <laughs> I have a couple hours to burn. I can sort of hop in and sort of like shoot stuff up. Um, I tell you what, though, like the the one, the, I guess the like, it's like it's very like the first one, like it's very like of its of its era. Yeah. And so like the, like the controls, I'm like, okay, yes, I remember this stuff. Like, and it's like, but it's like there were also some like just weird elements, like when you're controlling like the tank. And yeah. the tanks firing, it's kind of like I never really got the hang of that. Okay, I, it just I was always like, 
I mean, it was okay. I, I mean, I did get to the point where, like, I played it a few times and before I beat it. And uh, the there was almost a point with the very first level where I almost got through the entire level without taking a hit and losing any prisoners. Dang. So I was just like, I mean, it was just like, it was just like, it's fun. I liked it. I like those games. So um, good on you, bro. Like that. Thank you for <laughs> reminding just... me because it had been like a, you know, a week or so. And it's like, that was um, that. And like, thanks for hooking me up with that copy, man. That's very cool. Oh, dude. So. Yeah. No, I was like, it's they. They are going to sort of become my sort of like, um, I, I want to say aperitif, but I don't think that like the 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 little thing that you 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 take in between each meal to cleanse the palate. Gotcha. Yes, those those <laughs> things like yeah, thin mints, Andy's Andy's mints. <laughs> it's my go. Andy's mint. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit more bloody. Yeah, and, and like pixelated gore and killing Nazis, robot space Nazis. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, as far as reading goes, uh, mm-hmm. I've done very little over the last couple of weeks. I did sort of pick up a book, and I had bought this a while ago. So my copy of Plugged In showed up. Um, yeah. So at some point in time, I'm going to start digging into that. But I still have to finish Good and Angry. Uh, I have to finish a whole bunch of stuff, but I started when I was out on my porch smoking. I picked up a book called, um, I I have it right over here, so I'm just going to, The Christian Gentleman's Smoking Companion by Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Um, Ah. It's a gut check press book. Um, It's, and and I picked, but I picked up a copy and I sort of, when I go out and I sit on my back porch and I smoke, I'll read. A little bit. And it's just like sort of like an interesting like cigar primer type thing. It's got some like stories okay. about believers, like different believers who smoke cigar and pipe and like some little articles. But and it's, you know, it's definitely you can definitely sort of hear Ted's voice in it because there's some very like sort of dry, punchy, wry humor that I appreciate. So um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Wry humor. Ah! <laughs> This is speaking of uh, tonight. Uh, we are. I broke out my bottle of Booker's um, as a little bit of a congratulations for my dude on getting married last night. I had port last night, mm-hmm. like the 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 wine thing. Oh yeah, and I like it probably a little too much. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's very good. I was like, this tastes really yeah. great, and then I stood up and I was like, ah, I probably had like one too many glasses. You know, but, um, no, it was it was good. We just we've been sort of yeah. Anyways, so reading hasn't been great. Like I said, uh, my my wife's playing. I don't know if anybody heard that, but Megan's <laughs> playing Hollow Knight, and she's unhappy. Um, <laughs> so, oh man, um, Hollow Knight, that's good stuff. Uh, but so besides the Smoking Companion, uh, I mean I've done some scripture reading i mm-hmm. i need to update my prayer mate app and some other stuff and it's like mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna probably use this week too to sort of organize because like uh i posted in the group the valley of vision reading plan thing yeah um i'm gonna i think i'm gonna at least try try to get the first week sort of set up um 
and just sort of like so I can just like get in there and say today's readings are pop 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 like and just for like the first week. So each one of these prayers or devotions has a like a title. And so probably what I'll do is I'll put the page number that it's supposed to be on and the title of the devotional um, the for the three readings. Y- you know what I'm saying? And we'll go from mm-hmm. there. Uh, and I'll do that for a week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know why else. But uh, my memorization, I sort of, I did it one day, no, two days over the last couple of weeks. And then I sort of flaked out and got busy with some other stuff. Uh, on a sort of non an atypical note though I did finish and I'm going to have to redo some of the tiles because there was some stuff I messed up but I did finish laying down the linoleum tile on our upstairs bathroom floor so there's a little bit of ye olde adulting involved (laughs) Um, but you know they don't have context because you you haven't been on the show before. But what have you been have you been playing anything of note or reading anything of note that you think might be interesting here, Luke? Um, so I've kind of like taken a little bit of a hiatus from a lot of book reading. I just finished seminary back in December, so oh um, nice. I'm kind of like yeah, I'm on hiatus from reading. I ha- I was up to my eyeballs in books for like a couple of yeah. years while I was doing that, so. I finished that on the side and uh, between like some some traveling and getting married and moving and stuff like that, like uh, reading hasn't been high on the priority list. But I will say I've been doing some uh, scripture memorization and stuff like that, uh, some passages in Romans and just some stuff related to evangelism and stuff like that. So nice. Uh, awesome. That's been that's been good. Um, Have you played anything recently that you really feels like noteworthy or might be interesting to people? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, I played. I've, I have been kind of like dipping into the VR stuff, um, non-VR related. I did recently finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey, okay. which okay. Uh, is a massive game. It's way, way too long, but it's gorgeous. Mm. Um, I have a love affair with just Greece, the country, the culture, the people. Um, so that kind of like scratched an itch there for me. That's kind of like unique to, to me and my wife. Cause she spent some time working with refugees over there. So like Greece is like an interesting wow. sort of side topic just in and of itself. But, um, so playing through that was like really interesting. And I, I've played through a couple earlier games in the series and really just didn't care for them, but they really kind of like expanded the game and kind of, I think, listened to a lot of the complaints people had with it may opened it up put a lot of extra RPG elements in it, broadened it out, almost made it too big in scope, but um, Mm -hmm. found it to be a really interesting... Between that and Origins, they've kind of like taken the whole Assassin's Creed series and pointed it in a very different direction that Mm -hmm. I think is is really good and is really interesting. So if you play either Odyssey or Origins, I would recommend those as kind of like highlights of the series. They're kind of like in their golden years, in my opinion, right now with the series, uh, with what they're doing with that. So... Um, nice. So that was good. Yeah, and I've just kind of like dinked around. I played like a, a little game called Derasane, which is like a a VR game. It, uh, what I've read oh, on it, yeah. the best way to sort of summarize Derasane up is it's like basically a five-ish hour side quest from Bloodborne, but in VR. So if that yeah. sounds of interest <laughs> to you, then that's your game. If that's not of interest to you, then you 
You didn't bring the disc, else. or else I probably <laughs> so. would have just played that, <laughs> which is beneficial. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, so played through that, and then you know, uh, just had a unique opportunity to come out and, and visit my buddy here, and I know he had been mildly interested in VR, so I figured I would sort of like share that with him. I love sharing it with people, especially folks who have not played VR, getting their reactions the first time they play it, um, and so that was a lot of fun. So that's that's been what I've been up to is watching this man kind of like react to the virtual world for the first time. So yeah, laughing at laughing at me mostly. <laughs> yeah, but there there were moments too. Like you know what though? Like we did play we played super hot too today. Oh, I played super hot today. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a John Woo film. <laughs> that's a good description. Yeah, it's freaking rad. Um, the, just like most of the experiences I had in VR are just very, very cool. So we um, were hitting the wave tops, right, of VR. Like yeah. I've kind of like called the list down, eliminated a lot of the sort of like don't waste your time stuff and kind of gave him like the best of the best. Today. Yeah, we hit like the top 10 list of like everything that like I've heard. Um, he has Borderlands 2, but after after playing Wipeout and then I tried Farpoint out, and he was sort of talking about how Borderlands... Like, yes, I have a love affair with that game. But I was like, you know what? Like, I played the Farpoint for, what was it, like 10, 15 minutes, if that. And I was like, I could just feel myself getting, like, heat, like warming up. And I was like, no. like the VR motion sickness was kicking in. And it, it's just like... And it been like... And then we played... We did some of the multiplayer stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. with, Megan was, was playing some stuff with us. Um, I got to be a monster and smash my <laughs> like smash my head into buildings, and then uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a little suite of mini games called the VR Playroom. And, yeah, uh, oh, you nice. Can, you can do stuff multiplayer, and basically the concept is one person wears the headset and they're doing something else, and then you can have you know depending on the game between three and five people total on controllers doing other things while the person in the headset is usually like, yeah, like wrecking a town or doing something crazy. And then the other people are like scrambling to like save civilians or whatever the situation is. It's it's like a good, like social party game kind of situation that we were kind of dipping into for a little bit. Yeah, no, it it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it's very cool. And uh, yeah, Megan and I, after playing it are sort of actually talking about like, Maybe picking it up at some point in time. So yeah, I've, I've I've sort of been sold on it. I've become a believer. Just wait for a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's sort of your thing too. Is like he never buys anything at full price, right? So, ah. <laughs> um, which is nice. sort of one of the reasons I wanted to have him on here. Um, so uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. But um, so Josh. Um, you do the like the sound tech stuff for a church. Mm-hmm. Yes. You sort of handle a lot of their multimedia stuff. So you work for a church. I'm a mailman or a letter carrier in the United States Postal Service, if you want to get fancy. You know, <laughs> that's like calling a secretary an administrative assistant. Yeah. It's you're just churching it up and you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> I'm a mailman. <laughs> but Parker is a man of business. Can we say who you work for? Like, there's no, like, weird... Well, I would say, yeah, I work for one of the big four consulting okay. firms. Okay, so he lives in D.C. He works for one of the big four consulting firms. And, you know, he's he's a busy boy. And uh, 
he works with like government agency stuff and he's he's very smart and i you know yeah anyways very smart very capable dude and uh has a very i would say in a lot of ways like josh i wouldn't say that we're not busy but i'd say that as a general rule our lives might be a slightly slower pace than his yeah. and i was just like you know we that we walked to a slightly slower drum and and given the fact that you know he's a recent newlywed i wanted to sort of pick his brain about some of the the balances and the nuances of saying like okay like how do i engage this hobby responsibly and and you mentioned it too earlier um you did just finish up seminary um yes. and so yeah, you got the masters right i did yeah okay. yeah yeah he he, he flaked out on the MDiv, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I did full time consulting in an MDiv uh, is a is a tough line to straddle. So I, I found a way to pair back to something a little more manageable. But um, I I guess <laughs> only got a master's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sorry. dude, like, listen, here's here's the reality, people. I've dropped out of college like five times. <laughs> Let me do the counting. Yeah, like five times. No, four, four, four. Yeah, yeah, only four, but still. Uh, and so obviously higher education at, at that time wasn't for me, um, which is fine, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would encourage, you know, just as a brief aside, anybody listening to this, sometimes you don't need to go to college. I'd, I'd, I'd actually encourage a lot of young men to look into vocations or trades first, especially if they're not sure about what they want to do um, you know, anyways, mm-hmm. um, and women, but primarily young men, because, you know, I, I leave the teaching women for women, Beth Moore, and I don't, <laughs> I don't see fit to overstep my boundaries. Ah, uh, I, did I sound like a little mean there? I don't know. Is that there's a little too much salt on that? Well, um, I mean, you just sound like someone who would, uh, you know, cause a lot of emotional trauma for for certain <laughs> sections of the internet. Anyways, um, no. so oh man, I'm throwing stuff around here. How do um, we recover from that? So with with all the schooling, with all of the years, um, th- that that's an interesting story too. I'm just curious to hear. You don't have to go into it very far. So seminary along with full time consulting that is pretty intense. Was that, um, are you looking to go into vocational ministry or is like, I think as a, ma- a seminary degree, just something you, you wanted to do for your own personal ministry? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I think it started out initially to see like, okay, I feel just as a Christian, like I need to be doing more. And mm-hmm. uh, I, f- I feel a calling to sort of like dig deeper and reach higher. Um, so seminary seemed like the right way to kind of like channel some of that energy and just sort of like lay it out there and say, Hey, you know, God, if you want to kind of like light me up and, and send me into the mission field, you know, here's, here's kind of the opportunity to do that. I'm sort of making myself available for that. And, uh, you know, I just, I had an interest in wanting to learn, uh, ancient Greek to be able to read, especially the new Testament in the original languages. Um, Because I feel like there's just a lot of bad exegesis out there these days. So I was like, I don't want to just take somebody else's word for it. I want to dig a little deeper and be able to kind of like research some of those things myself to see if what I'm hearing is actually 
an accurate sort of interpretation of a given passage or whatever. So part of it was like intellectual curiosity. Part of it was sort of like opening myself to the Lord to sort of like give me a calling or whatever. Um, and just kind of like taking a step out in faith and obedience to say, you know, if full-time vocational ministry is where you want me, then then let's kind of like go at it here for a little bit. Um, and I think through that process, I realized that like, uh, that's not really where I'm called to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a valuable lesson in and of itself, right? Like uh, oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was really good to do that. And I have a, a ton, a ton of respect for a lot of the folks going into ministry who are just uh, sold out for the cause and want to see the kingdom furthered and uh, who are, who are putting everything into it. Um, so it was good to be alongside those folks and kind of realize that I don't have that same level of intensity and passion that they do, but cheering them on and uh, knowing that, you know, wherever I am, really, there are ministry opportunities. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be full-time vocational ministry. There, there are plenty of opportunities to, to tell people uh, about the gospel and to do some different things like that. So, uh, you know, it's just, it was just a good opportunity, and I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that I had the opportunity to do that in a way that was kind of like financially responsible um, and yeah. that was <laughs> like didn't saddle me with a ton of like student debt and that kind of a thing. Um, and it was just a good opportunity to go out there and just dig into the word like in a in a different way than if I had just been sitting around on the couch reading books on my own, you know, seminary sort of mm-hmm. forces the diligence out of you to kind of be trained and to read and to do things and to hear perspectives that you probably wouldn't do otherwise. So um, it was a great experience. I'm not like jumping into full-time vocational ministry anytime soon, yeah. but I'm definitely glad that uh, I took the time to, to go out there and, and get a, a master's degree from seminary so i don't know if yeah. that answers your question D- totally Whatever the yeah, question that... was initially i kind of rabbit trailed there but um <laughs> no no i i thought it was fantastic um no i i appreciate you even going into detail like that that was super cool and i no one else can see me because this is audio only but i was basically shaking my head the entire time uh, it, up and down not side to side <laughs> um but i was like yes this is so good. like that's so good yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. uh-huh I loved it. That's awesome. I think it's good that we sort of talk about, you know, even the seminary background. So you did, when you were working, consulting full time Mm -hmm. and you were doing seminary classes, you were still playing games from time to time, right? Yeah. uh, That was like one of my means to kind of like de-stress between Mm -hmm. it all, like, uh, there's something to be said for just finding a mindless hobby at times. And so games can certainly fill that void if you find the right ones. Uh, some games are like really intense um, and those maybe not the best ones to play while you're <laughs> working full time and doing seminary. But some of the other games you can yeah. kind of dip into and just sort of like uh, kind of cleanse the mental palate a little bit and just kind of like chill out a little bit because my job during the day is kind of like mentally taxing and then seminary is mentally taxing. And so I needed a way to just kind of like relax without feeling like I was like, you know, increasing the burden mentally. So something that, that could kind of like help me just kind of like tune out and zone out a little bit was like a welcome distraction during that time. So yes, games were definitely an important part of the, the leisure relaxation regimen to get me through. Now, what I guess sort of like what the, the question I'm at is like, I know it's been a couple of years since you've had to think about it, but like, could you think of like specific like sort of timeframes where, I mean, obviously we, we've all struggled with 
putting things in the wrong places sometimes. Mm-hmm. Were there times where you sort of like checked yourself and said, hey, like, you know what, I've been playing this game a little too much. I need to sort of step back from that. Or, you know, or maybe I've been going, you know, or even on the other side of that, maybe I've been going a little too hard at the books. Maybe I need to like sort of step back from this, take a few minutes to breathe. Like, are there any specific moments and you can sort of recall and sort of maybe draw out a little bit there? You know, just because like, I think, you know, and I want to stress sort of both sides of that coin, because I think sometimes, yes, we can sort of overwork. I think culturally, we do tend to sort of drift more towards like a leisure oriented. So we probably play way more than we ought to. But like what what was helpful in sort of finding the balance there? Does that that's that's a more, I think, poignant question. Yeah, I mean, I I think to an extent, it's like making sure that you're plugged into the word, you know, spending time in, in prayer and getting centered in that and allowing God to kind of like work on my conscience uh, was an important part of that. Like, so for me, just living in DC, it's a very kind of like achievement, success, work oriented culture to begin with. So, I mean, the fact that I'm in, you know, working on a master's degree while consulting full time is like no big deal. Like for most yeah. folks, like in my neighborhood, like it's just, it's what you do. You're, you're out there. <laughs> you must be trying to better yourself and make a million dollars a year. We just assume that that's what you're doing. Um, so it's really not like that much of a shock um, in that context of that sort of like DC, DMV, Northern Virginia culture. But, um, you know, it's like anything. It's like there's an ebb and flow to it. And you kind of like, you try to manage it on a one day at a time basis Um, But I think it's easy to get kind of caught in the swirl of like the urgent and miss out on the Mm -hmm. stuff that's really like more important than what's urgent, if that makes sense. So it's like there's there's always a deadline. There's always a paper that's due. There's always a this, that or the other. But um, just kind of like coming back to the spiritual life and not neglecting that was important because, you know, the moments that I did neglect it, that was the time that things got out of whack and I was either playing when I should have been working or working when I should have been playing or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I guess sort of like what paint a picture of like a typical week during that period, like how many hours a day would you work? It's a, you know, versus, and now you do work from home from time to time or you used to. I used to. Yeah. I, I switched projects and I switched clients um, so that I don't, I don't have the luxury of working at home as much as I used to. And that changed probably about two years ago. So kind of like midway through my seminary experience. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a challenge sometimes, you know, um, because you are putting in full eight to 10 hour days and then coming home and it's like second shift, you know, which, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I look at people who are doing what I did and still were married and maybe had kids as well. And I look at them and think, how did they do it? So, you know, I guess yeah. it's all relative because I, I think I would have struggled to balance that and being a, a good husband and father if I'd been married and had kids at the time. And, and so there, there are folks out there who probably could do it far better than, than I would have because I struggled to find that balance even without those other mm. pieces of life in place. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to get caught up in, like I said, the DC achieving culture and to just sort of like put your to, to-do list together and just check, 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 check the box. So the challenge for me was more like finding those times to kind of like unplug and de-stress and say, you know, work and career and achievement and all that stuff is like not the most important things in life. Um, does that answer your question? 
Well, yeah. Um, the bourbon is starting to take root, take <laughs> hold. Um, how many hours out of that week do you think you dedicated to leisure, like, or towards recreation? Like, if you just had to sort of like more than eight, more than eight. Uh, while what? in seminary, no, I would say definitely not. So um, it was like you'd you'd probably five, less than five hours a week. Sure, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't keep a journal of it, but that sounds reasonable to me. I guess I guess sort of like the 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 point I'm getting here is that, um, and this is just something that I've sort of been thinking through, but that you were working and mm-hmm. you were doing good work and you were working hard, and your leisure time was only like you know, well, let's say five hours of recreational time. Mm-hmm. In comparison to a fifty-hour, so a tenth of the time you were sort of spending, versus where I think a lot of times we have that that sort of calculus out of whack. But would you? I mean, you think that was a fairly healthy balance, though, probably. Well, I mean, so that that was like my full-time job, right? But then, like on the weekends, I was like catching up on seminary stuff yeah. for the most part. So, I mean, fifty is like on the low end. Um, you know, because Saturdays, a lot of times there was studying to do and stuff like that. Uh, now occasionally mm-hmm. I don't recommend this for seminarians, but like, you know, occasionally I'd pop a game into play while I was listening to a lecture or something mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you let the lectures pile up and you don't have time during the week, you Saturday rolls around and you've got six hours of, of listening to do. So, you know, finding a game to play that you can do while you're kind of like, Maybe you don't need to hear what's going on in the game. You can just do that, but you're kind of like listening to a lecture on systematic theology or something like that. So you can kind of like almost mix the two together. Like I said, that's not ideal, but it's a way to kind of like do some of that to an extent to kind of like not feel like work, you know, your life is just an unending grind of work, if that makes sense. But, um, you know, so it, 50, 50 would be on the low side. Now that I'm out of seminary, though, I'm, I'm back down to kind of like a more manageable schedule. But a lot of that is taken up with, uh, you know, being married and, and all the stuff that comes with that. So. So on. So, yeah, like, let's move on. So that's probably what you're you're gaming to work like you're well, just sort of divide it into like work, leisure, et cetera, you know, mm-hmm. and. So before, like, it was very packed. And I remember, like, we would have phone conversations and, like, you would tell me about some of your days. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like absolutely no fun. And, <laughs> and I'm, you know, as I'm saying this to him, like, I'm, like, you know, booting up, like, Bloodborne or something, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it's like I, I walked 10 miles today and uh, I'm going to let you listen to, you know, your six hours of lectures. But um, so now you're married mm-hmm. and uh, she's a great girl. Mm-hmm. Lady, lady, um, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting her several times and, and getting to know her a little bit. Um, but what, and it's been about three months, what has the new sort of balance been like? Like the new, and, and, and you and Lily do play games from time to time. Yeah, we've, we've found some stuff to, to play together so i've integrated her into that she's not a gamer but um she loves playing overcooked with me so if i can put a plug in (laughs) for that for couples that's a little bit of maybe a crucible to put your marriage into early on Uh, they three-starred all the kitchens by the way 
We did nice. at, at her suggestion. Nice. Was, I was not that hardcore, but she can be very competitive. So once we started down that path, there was no going back. Um, so that was a good example of like a way to like kind of like incorporate her into that. But I think like before where, uh, you know, maybe I'd be tempted to come home, boot up the games and play those to my heart's content till whenever. Now it's like I get home a little bit before she does. Maybe I'll play a little bit before she gets home. But when she gets home, that goes on pause and she has my full attention the moment she walks in the door. And so, you know, if I, if, and when I find the time when she gets home to sort of like boot up and play and I kind of have her blessing on it, that's kind of like when I, when I make that happen, but I tried to make it a point to say like, you're, you're the number one priority Hmm. in in life right now. So as much as I love gaming, like that's going to be secondary, right? Well, indefinitely but certainly right now in the early stages um and you know Mm -hmm. she's gracious in that because she knows that i'm a huge huge introvert like with a capital i and so just in my work environment with meetings and all the different consulting things that i do it can be pretty like taxing from a social Mm -hmm. perspective so she knows also that i need some like quiet introvert time and usually that involves gaming so uh, there's like a give and take there that we're, we're kind of figuring out, but she's been really gracious about that. You know, we'll spend time together and she'll be like, it's okay. If you want to go play games for a little bit, you can go do that. And I'm like, okay, I've got your blessing now to do that. And that I'm allowed uh, now. versus taking that and saying, oh, yeah. and hearing you never want, you never spend time with me. You know, anything <laughs> like that. I don't want that to be the case. I'd rather it be her no. saying like, why don't you go play a game? Like, you know, I'm good. See, you're saying this That's awesome. and it's, it's kind of hitting me. And I'm saying, like, uh, <laughs> uh, man, a little bit of the conviction, like, sort of sitting on me a little bit. I don't, I don't know how I like it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, but no, that's that's good. It's good to hear that. Um, sort of like I want other people to hear that too, and sort of like it because you know part of the point of this podcast is very much like we want to encourage people to enjoy things well. And part of that is enjoying things in the right place and in the right context and the right ways. And so that means, you know, not putting leisure before work and before relationships. Sure. And so um, it's just, I think that's very, uh, it's very helpful to sort of hear that articulated, especially from like, because like in a lot of ways, dude, again, you know, so it's like you exist in a very sort of competitive and driven field that you know if anybody like you know and i'm not saying like i'm I'm not you know like listen i walk 10 miles a day and i know at the end of the day i'm exhausted but like mentally like a lot of times i want something to sort of like kick me in the brain a little bit because i've just been sort of talking to people who don't understand what the words or current resident mean um (laughs) oh don't get me started (laughs) Um, but seems like a sore spot (laughs) eh, it's it's just a fresh wound because i i had a customer the few last week that sort of looked at me and said they don't live here and i said it says or current resident yeah but i this person doesn't live here and it was it was just like one of the yeah anyway anyways don't yeah seriously don't want to don't want to go down the, the the rabbit hole sorry but there's like there are different types of sort of exhaustion and like in a lot of ways, like we feel very, and Josh probably, you know, I mean, you're doing the, the Bible school sort of thing mm. and well, you're, you're taking the summer off, but yeah. you were taking classes. 
Um, you work 40, 50 hours a week, you know, and mm. a lot of times like we hit that, that point where it's like, it's very easy to just sort of like come home, sit on the couch and just stop and let everything yeah. drop. And, um, you know, to me, it's like, it's very, it's, it's very much a challenge to sort of like, I'm, I'm saying, okay, like, you know, like granted, you've only been married three months and I've been married almost six years, but it's like, man, listening to the way you cherish your wife. I'm like, man, like I kind of suck at that. And I'm sorry, Megan. You know, she's, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll tell you later. She's not paying attention to me. So, um, but I mean, she's playing holiday. She's playing so. holiday. So I mean, she's right. She's being blessed. I mean, um, with the, the fruit of my labor. Um, so it's just like, I think it's just very, like, I think it's one of those things too, where like we need to, like, we, we just need to, like, this is like a drum that I don't ever want to stop beating as long as we do the podcast and say like, listen, this is a good thing. Put it in its right place. And a lot of times that means like, you know, sort of going back to when I, uh, was having that that conversation with Paul Maxwell on Twitter, and I asked him about video games and things like that, and he said like rest is well earned. The best rest is well earned, and it, the the sentiment is leave it all out on the field, work hard, put things in the right place, and yes, enjoy these things and enjoy them to the glory of God, but like enjoy them well and rightly. Anyways, mm-hmm. like everything in its proper place. So that totally. be- being said. Do you have anything, any questions, thoughts, comments that you you would want to insert? I mean, the 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 only thing that I thought of was just how, like, yeah, I think you're, I think that just kind of exemplifies like where your priorities lie. You know that that even even talking about how you like you just know how you're wired that you are introverted and that um, in a certain sense you you need that kind of alone time to recharge um yet that is not your highest your highest priority is still serving your wife before like your kind of felt needs if that makes any sense at all mm-hmm. um it, it just it just i yeah i i like you said Nate i i definitely want to continue to beat this drum at the same time i don't want to be a total uh uh broken record but it it just exemplifies to me where you place your priorities you know um that because there are things that are that are important and that are good to you know like knowing how you respond in different situations is good to know but you can also kind of like forgo what you think is going to be your kind of normal uh reaction or or knowing yourself in order to serve someone else or in order to accomplish a a higher priority if that makes any sense i felt like that was very vague but i'm hoping i'm making some semblance of sense it sounds good to me i mean it made sense to me but you know yeah. the bourbon's also kicking in <laughs> priorities that's all i meant no p r i o o that that one <laughs> yeah, that's right that i practiced one. it and it's still anyways um in addition though it, one of the other things i want to so in a lot of ways and i said before we started recording that uh if this was the movie old school which i don't necessarily recommend to people for <laughs> various reasons um if this were the movie old school uh in a lot of ways i am the will ferrell to parker's luke wilson 
and you can be Vince Vaughn. So I have no context to You're, what that no, means. <laughs> Luke Wilson is like the redeemable, cool character, and uh, Vince Vaughn is also kind of cool and redeemable. And Will Ferrell just plays a hot mess. Um, I mean, they call him Frank the Tank. So it's listen, it's it's only the highest brow comedy <laughs> stylings over here. Um, the, the likes of Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Talk about like two and a half hours that I want back out of my life. Um, <laughs> anyways, a lot of the reasons that I even think about um, stewardship in light of this hobby and everything else are based on conversations that we've had and some of the systems that I've seen you implement in your own life and, and different things. Um, because I mean, like, um, just to sort of give like the Cliff Notes version of our friendship, uh, you and I were going to the same church at a Sunday school class. And I sort of like rolled up on you and said, hey, I'm Nate. Let's hang out sometime. Because <laughs> while he's an introvert, I'm kind of not. Um, I I have my my very like, I am very like old man and curmudgeonly. Like I'm like, get off my lawn. Like the, the reality is like I do enjoy people and I do enjoy yeah. interacting with people um, as long as they're not asking me stupid questions. Um, so you're also the old man out on the porch every night. Yeah. Talking to, to passersby, not just yelling at kids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of like, like I'm a candy that's got a hard shell in a gooey center. Like, you know, I'm a big old softy inside, but you have to pierce the thin crust of <laughs> crustiness. <laughs> that's some sweet. Sounds very unappetizing. Wordplay. <laughs> yes. Good radio, Nate talk good. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's like I, I think a lot of times I put on a bit of a gruff exterior, but like the, the reality is I do really enjoy people, even when they make me want to scream. I still like people. Uh, yeah. And I, and I do sort of get charged. You know, I, am, I do tend to be much more. Megan is much more of an introvert um, than I am in a lot of ways, I think, sometimes. But so we we bonded over movies and video games. Um, and then eventually you moved into the house that I had been living in with a bunch of other people. And from there, it just like we we hung out most nights of the week. Like we did a lot of stuff like we um, ate atrocious food. Well, I ate atrocious food while you laughed. Yes. Um, there's there's a thing. But it's you get a McDouble and you put a McChicken in the middle of it from the McDonald the, the McDonald's dollar menu, and I ate them on occasion, <laughs> like more than once. And but the first time I ever did it, he watched and he laughed. And I think I took I was like sipping. I, I had a straw and I was sipping out of a Pepto Bismol bo- bottle because like <laughs> it was like we were like yeah. it was it was a little uncomfortable. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and we actually talked a little bit about that the other night, like when, and you know, speaking of food too, um, I ate some vegetarian stuff. He made like vegetarian stew sort of for us last night and I okay. ate it and I didn't die. So that's good. <laughs> There's a win right there. Nice. There's a nice. win. Um, yeah, no, it was very good. We've, um, we, Megan and I both appreciated him cooking for us and, Sort of, she appreciated the fact that he expanded my palate a little bit. 
I appreciate the fact mm-hmm. the fact that like I got food, and <laughs> I enjoyed the way it tasted. Um, but uh, I don't know. But so we bonded over video games and movies, and then our buddy Sauce, and then our, our later our friend Aaron. Uh, we we sort of all sort of bond like we between the four of us we spent a lot of time, and we've even come down the Sauce Aaron and I have come out to DC to visit you a few times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I mean, this is like. And but one of the big things has been video games um, that we we've, we've sort of bonded over. And uh, but whereas I tend to be very much and and so like coming into backlog golf, um, one of the goals have, have I talked to you at all about this backlog golf thing? See, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll just I'll spoil it right now. He has zero online social media presence. He used to be on Facebook, but he stopped. Did you ever have Twitter? Never had Twitter. You do use Reddit. Okay. But uh, there's, there's, a, there's a PlayStation deal thread that I like check every now and then. Nice. Because I'm too cheap to buy things full price. Yeah. As you mentioned but before. But yeah. you don't have like a Reddit profile or anything. No, no. no okay. No. So yeah, like zero online social media profile. And that's probably why he gets so much stuff done. Um, but um, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. And so, but. Um, you know, one of the things you do, and so Josh has, like, we've all, like, on, on the show, we all know about, how many games are on your spreadsheet, Josh? Yeah, it was, it was, like, 700 Whoa. something. Um, Impressive. That includes, that. well, that includes my Steam library. So that may be, like, half of the list. Although, I will say that it includes... Uh, the games that I'm at least mildly interested in. So actually my Steam library would be even bigger. So I guess a chunk of that is out. But anyways, anyways, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. I, I lean more towards the collector side of things, but that's not all that. That's what I was trying to get at is that those are not all, I don't have like 700 physical games stashed in my garage. I probably have like three, um, hundred. (laughs) um from various consoles so uh yeah it it is quite it is quite a backlog of games um that i've got on my on my spreadsheet but so you have a fairly rigorous sort of cataloging system and the other thing is you're a pretty notorious deal hunter like yeah you're you're sort of like the book club's king of thrift I, I guess so. I'll, the, I'll the, take the scepter. The, the Duke of Deals. <laughs> Duke of Deals. Oh. oh you I have a it. title. High high five. <laughs> yeah, we Nice. Like, yeah, Skype high five. The Duke yeah. of Deals. The Duke of Deals. Oh Ladies gosh. and gentlemen, Josh Brocklow, the Duke of Deals. Um, <laughs> um one thing, so I tend to sort of for a long time, I tended to be much more of like it's I would chase not as much, but I would chase the new and shiny a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. uh, I have in many ways over the last several years sort of been able to restrain some of that, not all of it, but some of that. Um, I, you know, one of the reasons outside of the book club that I have sort of just been much more mindful about my, my buying habits. And one of the reasons even something like backlog golf appealed to me was, um, Based, based on conversations that you and I have had where like 
So what he does, and why don't you explain sort of like no, your, actually, I'm really interested your harvesting your synopsis system. here. Okay. Like, go for it. <laughs> so throughout the year, what he does is he sort of, he sees a game that he's interested in. He mm-hmm. sort of adds it to a list. And, and at any point in time, feel free to correct. Sure. Yeah, okay. No. So it's like, I'm interested in this. And he sort of, he does, now he uses reviews. He does, do you do Metacritic mm-hmm. or is it? Mostly like IGN. I know that IGN sort of was one of the big... Um, IGN, I think, has been the primary one okay. because I've just found that a lot of their reviews I tend to line up with, but I do check Metacritic occasionally as well. So he's using okay. reviews as sort of a, like... And do you have a cutoff point? Is it like seven or eight? Um, It's kind of gotten a little lower as I've kind of broadened out a little bit, okay. but for a long time, it was like a minimal like eight and a half... IGN review score was okay. like sort of like the starting point for like okay this is something that I'm willing to like look into further. Okay, so makes sense. He, he he sort of cultivates this list, and then he basically watches these things and refuses to pay full price for anything. <laughs> and so he watches these, and and it, typically you do sort of go on like a buying. I don't want to say spree, but that's like the bulk of your sort of. Picking up this stuff usually comes like around Black Friday mm-hmm. and sort of like the holiday sales and stuff like that. But occasionally, like he'll see stuff and it's like, you know, he has like, um, like even it even came up in conversation. You were like, you were looking at something. It's like, oh, this is ten dollars. That's I'm willing to spend out on a game that I'm not like an, an experimental game or sure. whatever, like something. Yeah. So, but like he has this, he has this sort of system where like he buys the bulk of his games sort of at the end of the year. And he, so he's sort of almost chronically a year behind as far as like the timetable goes, as far as playing the new hotness. He's always, but anyways, so he's sort of, he doesn't worry about sort of keeping up with the new hotness. Like, so when I'm sort of wrestling with my, myself on saying like, oh, do I really want to buy, buy Borderlands 3 sort of from the gate so I can play with like my brother, the other Luke. Um, but like, you know, he's like, he's sitting back and saying, I'm not, he, he sort of almost creates like these markers and say, I will not pay more than X for this game. Mm -hmm. And I will wait until this game at least comes down to X. And then you just sort of pick up all your, you go through your list and you just sort of pick up all your stuff. And then that's what he plays for the next year for the most part. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. I think that's, that's the Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah. I think that's fairly accurate. But one of the other things that you do that I think is really interesting, so he tracks all of this stuff on a spreadsheet again. And then for the games that he plays, and and tell me if you still do this, but you have the game, the, I think you put the price that Mm -hmm. it normally costs, the price that you picked it up at, Mm -hmm. and then the amount of time that you played Mm -hmm. that you put into the game, like roughly, or if you have fun. And then mm-hmm. you, you sort of generate almost like a value off of that of sorts. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten a little more sophisticated. I've kind of created like a dashboard, if you will, uh, of metrics okay. based on my gaming habits. So I know what my average per day is that I would play a game. I know what the average price is over the course of my whole library of, of like what I can expect to pay for each game. Um, I know, you know, for instance, what percentage of those games are VR games, what percentage of those games are special edition, what percentage of those games are 
multiplayer co-op featured. Uh, there's a lot of different ways I've kind of like, and it's been an iterative process, right? Like I didn't sit down one day and go like, I'm going to track all of this, but it's sort of like built and grew and grew and grew. And so I was like, I can track this and I can track this. And wouldn't this be neat to know this about what I'm playing? And, you know, so like I've kind of like created this thing where based on my historical playthroughs of games and how quickly I play through games, like now that I'm looking at the library of games I have right now, like how long can I reasonably <laughs> expect to take to uh, to finish those games? So like I have an act. Uh, <laughs> you're right there. <laughs> Big swallow. <laughs> so while, Nate, <laughs> while Nate's recovering, I'll just say like, you know, um, so I use that basically the historical data to to put out up there a calculation of like based on what I have in the library now. And I go into a site called how long to beat to sort of like put in a calculation Mm -hmm. of like how long it should reasonably take me to complete a game. I put out their projection of like, here are the games in my backlog based on how I play through games. Here's long, here's how long I think it'll take me to, to play through that entire backlog if I don't buy anything else basically. So there's basically all that, it's a long-winded say way of saying like I track a lot of different metrics on my backlog, and uh, I get super nerdy and detailed about it. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and that's awesome. It's also like that's that's big league stuff, and I'm a farm team boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that that also means that you effectively only have a backlog for a year, right? Like you have played your entire collection up to what you've purchased in the past year. Is that right? Um, it's, it's kind of like a rolling target. Um, okay. So it, it ebbs and flows and sometimes I'll buy a few things and then feel like I need to, to pull back cause I want to get that. I, I have a whole like backlog ratio number that's calculated based off of historical purchases <laughs> per month and uh, how many games I uh, am completing on average a month that, uh, mm-hmm. creates this ratio number that I use to kind of decide like if I want to pull the trigger on something else. And it really is just sort of like a conscience check of like if I realistically want to ever be able to play a game that I'm thinking about spending money on, you know, here's when I can like, you know, my calendar is going to open up to be able to play this game based on what I've got yeah. in the library. And it helps me make some sort of like difficult decisions like about some of my babies that maybe need to die where I'm like okay I'm gonna play this game for a couple hours and uh, I really need to decide early on whether this is something worth kind of like investing in for the full ride or if I need to just sort of like pitch it and move on to the next thing so it 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 motivates me to kind of like keep the the flow of games moving along at a brisk pace in in this process you even sort of examine sort of saying like do I have the time you you give yourself the 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 means to look at a game and say, do I literally have the time to play this thing? Yeah, so that's something that I really kind of like was iterative. Like I said before, like checking the how long to beat score on a game has been kind of like an important decision making factor in the process because yeah. it's like, again, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was like, I have to be pretty sure that this is an awesome game if I'm gonna even think about coming close to the amount of time expected to beat it. Um, so. Like, you know, if I'm going to play a game that's 30, 40, 50 hours long, like I've got a, you know, that's a serious commitment of time, right? Mm -hmm. So like it better be Mm -hmm. worth it in the end. And if enough people have said that this game is not worth the time, then why am I going to spend the money to put it into my backlog in the first place, I guess is is my rationale. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing too you mentioned is that you do sort of you do sort of give games like a couple hours to mm-hmm. to like so you'll play like what's what's a game that like you you played for a few hours and said ah this just isn't for me and walked away from just uh, just curious. This Ooh, one. Uh, you're gonna put me on the spot here. Um, I think. The third game in the Arkham Knight trilogy, and I'm struggling to remember the title of it. Uh, was that one Origins, or was that one, or that was the? It yeah, may have been Knight. Arkham Knight. Might have been the title of it. Whatever, whatever the the Batman, the, the one with three, the Batman three deal? game series was. Um, I had bought the last what was one. Asylum, City, City, and Knight. Mm-hmm. So if it was the third and one, it, it was. It Knight. fit the threshold as far as like <laughs> review scores and stuff like that. Um, and I just played it, and I couldn't really get into it. And I was kind of like, you know what? Like, there's a big enough time suck involved in this game that, like, I have to really love it if I'm going to do it. And so I think I, I played it for maybe two, three hours. And at that point, I made a decision where I was like, I'm not invested enough in this game to continue on. So I'd rather move on to some of the other stuff that I'm a little more amped up to check out. Yeah. Well, and you, you also. It, well, at one point in time, you borrowed Persona Five from me. Oh, so yeah, Persona yeah, Five is another great example. I it's a, a really well made game, mm. and it's super slick. But there's a lot of like uh, managing the schedule of a teenage boy involved in doing <laughs> that game well, and it's very grindy. Yeah. And it's not to say that it's not a, a gorgeous, amazing, awesome game. And uh, you know, a lot of people may want to fight me because I've like mm. said something bad about Persona Five. But yeah. um, I, I really think it's a great game. But it's just like looking at the price tag as far as time mm. goes, where everybody was saying like to do this game well, it's you're, to, you're looking at 90 to 100 hours to, to play yeah. through this. I was just like, I, it doesn't matter how good this game is. I just can't justify it. And so I played it to like an 8 to 10 hour mark because the reviews were so strong. I stuck with it for that long. And then I hit the 10 hour mark. And I was like, okay, it's time to like, Pull the plug on this one. So there's some really neat Dang. things about it, but I, I I cut cut weight and and moved on. And you know that that eighty to ninety hours that I saved, I you know put into other things. So, so there is a bit of a, like a cost analysis here and saying like you don't need to play everything. You can't. I don't. I mean, I mean, these days there are so many games coming out. I don't know unless you're a professional gamer. I don't know how you can play everything that's coming out these days. There, mm-hmm. there are so I mean, because you don't you don't just have the AAA titles. You've got so many indie games coming out, and a lot of them are of really high quality yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So when you combine the AAAs with the indies, the the backlog is big and and can get overwhelming at times. And if your hobby becomes overwhelming, then I think you've like hit a tipping point where you need to maybe like you know reevaluate some of that because it should be fun at the end of the day it shouldn't feel like a burden so if it feels too much like a burden then you know for me that's like when it's time to kind of like thin the herd a little bit and kind of like get back to the basics and find the stuff that i really enjoy and that gives me energy and, and focus on those things hmm. i was just gonna say that was awesome that was like a nugget of <laughs> wisdom um no i i feel like three different sentences you said could be like the a su- summary of our conversation because that that is intense i will say it takes from from someone who does feel more like a, a collector so i like i said enormous backlog um of games uh that the 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 word that's popping into my head is ruthless that you're willing to just <laughs> say like 
no, this, this is enough for me or this isn't like, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, because that, because I feel like the opposite of that is, uh, maybe where I kind of struggle sometimes is with, you know, the modern term FOMO, the fear of missing (laughs) out where it's like, I've heard of all these great games. And so, okay, well now I own this great game because it was this price. Um, but it's not worth anything. I mean, it was a waste if I never play it. Right. (laughs) Um, so, but th- I mean, that's in a lot of ways, that's what we're trying to do with Backlog Golf. Yeah, is we're saying, like, because, like, you know, a lot of us aren't as regimented or as disciplined as Parker, but we do, you know, and like, I do, I have several hundred games in my, my backlog. And the thing is, like, sort of one of the, the sort of like the, the quick and dirty rules, it's like we basically said, like, hey, commit like two or three hours to the game. If you don't like it mm-hmm. at that point in time, Feel free to abandon it. And we've even we've even said, like, you get a point for abandoning the game. And mm-hmm. it, well, a negative point because it's <laughs> sort of like the thing is to get the lowest possible score. Oh, okay. Got it. Right. And so well, the way I'm playing, there are a few guys who are playing who are <laughs> trying to get the highest possible score. Um it's just it's one of those things that it's just interesting. Like ruthless, I think, is a good word. And I think practic like, you know, practically speaking. There's a, a a lot of wisdom here, exactly. So sort of like you know, yeah. he's been like you know, just as as a as a bit of encouragement. Like I think there's a you're demonstrating a lot of wisdom and saying I don't have a ton of time. My leisure time is precious, and I need to be playing. Like even sort of like I think we've all sort of hit a little bit of burnout from time to time, where we're just sort of like this mm-hmm. game feels like it's it's slogging on and it's dragging, and instead of like cutting ties, uh, sometimes. Like sometimes we just need to like pull the trigger. Like prime example, like I really like Odin Sphere. It's really pretty, but I'm at a point where I'm just sort of like, I'm doing some like really grindy stuff. And what I ought to be doing is just like Mm -hmm. knuckling down, finishing the game and then coming back and like, like getting to sort of nibble at it. And it's like, I'm starting to burn out on the game. And so like what I need to do is just clean it out, sort of like cleanse the palate. Like I said, come back. And if I want to in a couple months or just, you know, here and there, like, you know, take little chunks and go for the trophy. Because I think like the, the platinum in that game is is achievable and I wouldn't mind getting it um, because I think it's a good enough game to merit getting the platinum. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like it's not really like when I'm playing that game, I, is it really like asking the question like, you know, our recreation should recharge us. I think like when you said that, like, you know, yeah. does this sort of like help me to recharge one of the things i've noticed about lifting is like that time that i spend with my buddies jared and jeff um you know and we're lifting yes it it energizes me like that should be the same sort of thing that we expect out of our gaming time is it does that Mm -hmm. sound like crazy talk to you josh or no no not not at all i i do think yes by and large, I'm thinking there are certain times in which I don't mind like frustrating and or difficult games if I can put the time to uh, surmount a challenge within the game, yeah. if that makes sense. I mean, we dark worse, I'd say exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, it, but then the, the bad part about that is playing that right before bed, I get amped. And so I <laughs> don't sleep. Um, an evil seven because I just keep playing the game. Uh, but I think the worst times, the, the flip side of that, the worst 
times I've had with video games is where I have a set amount of time to play and I don't get anywhere in that time and I am just very frustrated because I was unable to to actually accomplish whatever challenge was in front of me and I just keep kept hitting my head up against that and I feel like I wasted you know x amount of time in my day that I had to play um so so I agree I think the one the one little caveat that i'm thinking is like where the game doesn't necessarily fit into the slot of fun from beginning to end is one that i feel challenged and i feel rewarded when i complete that challenge if that makes sense and that's kind of the payoff to it and then i guess you also have your what you call it your uh, multimedia experience type games that there are other reasons that you enjoy them. Um, something like, I don't know if you've, you've looked into this game, but something like that dragon cancer, where it's actually trying to put you in a situation, which causes you to think about what would happen when you're faced with something like in this case, cancer. Um, and it's a bit of an allegorical game, but it's, it's one of those walking simulator type games. Um, so there's not much gameplay, but it's actually there too to um immerse you in a certain situation um so anyways those those are little caveats but i think by and large i agree if you're if you're using this hobby to to decompress or to you know to to relax then um it's counterintuitive to to feel as as you said luke burdened by that well and i i would like to sort of highlight the fact that uh i burned out i rage quit at one point playing neo and this guy pulled me through. Okay. So uh, there, there are nice. examples where, like, yeah, you, you want to get to the end goal, and there, there is going to be a little pain along the way, even in the games that you enjoy. So I don't want to make it sound like every game has to be a total blast every second of the way. Like, there no. are those games where it requires a little discipline to really kind of, like, mm-hmm. achieve those goals and the satisfaction of getting there. Is, so I, I agree with you. Like, yes, I, I, it was a good caveat that you threw in there because... Uh, I'm I'm with you on that one. You, you would never complete a game like Neo or any Dark Souls game if it was just purely on a moment-to-moment fun factor. Unless you're a sadist and Unless you hate you're yourself, yeah. And then you just well, th- then then there's other issues we need to address. Like, <laughs> um, then I'm not sure video games are for you. By and large, uh, well, Sekiro. I showed Anyways. him Sekiro today. Yeah, and I was like, I played for five minutes and died, and said. Yeah, this is why I'm not playing it right now because I don't have the time to like <laughs> get good. We had sort of originally slotted, and maybe this is something that we'll sort of use this as a springboard. Um, but we had sort of talked like the time versus value question from someone like you know. So Luke has a very sort of like measured out um, approach to the weight he games and sort of like, you know, like Mm -hmm. we talked about his system and his, his graph or his Excel spreadsheet, but then you have sort of like, and we've got sort of all like, you know, Josh is a bit of a deal hunter. I tend to sort of Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, I've tended to be sort of a, like, uh, I'll be honest. I've fallen sort of prey to the latest and greatest. Like, you know, he bought Neo Mm -hmm. the complete edition for like 20 bucks. I bought, (laughs) I bought it. For sixty bucks, then I paid like thirty bucks for the season pass. You know, and it's like, like you know, we've got sort of different schools of game buying approaches here, and I guess like yeah. sort of like, there's always sort of a, a question that comes up 
And I think uh, Colin Moriarty in one of the Sacred Symbols or one of his, one of the plethora of podcasts that that dude does, yeah. sort of talking about like the way that he games has sort of shifted. And and when we were all younger, I think like it would you know and you know feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was sort of like the longer the game was or the more that we could get out of the game, the better it was, quote unquote. So it's like, right. you know, I remember somebody, and this is out of high school, telling me about Dragon Quest Seven. That was the one on PS1. PlayStation yeah. 1, yeah. And it was like, it's a 90-hour game. And, dur, 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 dur. and it's like all this stuff. And I was like, that sounds amazing. And now people are like, you know, Persona 5 comes up. And it's like, people are, that that's a 90-hour game. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, um <laughs> And so sort of even like I wanted to bring this up because I think a lot of times it's very easy to sort of say like this game only lasted 20 hours and I paid 60 bucks for it and it wasn't worth my time, da, 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 da. You know, well, one, maybe you shouldn't have paid 60 bucks. Maybe if you would have waited, you could have paid 20 or 30. And But the other question though, like because I also think that sometimes we sort of, you and I, Luke talked a little about it, and I may have brought it up. I think there are times when it is good to sort of be an early investor and throw like that vote of confidence with your wallet at yeah. something. Like I think that, like I'm not saying all the time. Um, I definitely want to be more discerning in the way, and that's part of what this doing the year backlog golf is is about for me. Is to be a little more conscientious there, um, mm-hmm. and not just pick up something. Like, dude, there's some, like, Silk Song. Like, listen, maybe I'm just being a chump, but if that comes out this year, I'm going to buy it because I loved Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. I love what Team Cherry does, and I want to look at them with my wallet and say, hey, keep making stuff like this. This is good. Like, keep keep making good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, with, and, and Borderlands 3 and things like that, I'm, like, looking at those things, and I'm saying, like, keep up the good work sort of like I'll be an early adopter um, because I think like sometimes you just like, it's good to sort of um, do that. So I tend to sort of ignore the, 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 I guess the money versus time issue. Like should a game be X amount of hours or I tend to be much more like, do you looking back at that? Okay. Not using the time spent in game as the metric, but saying like, Dude, like, okay, so yeah, maybe you got 40 hours out of this game, but like, like, I'll be honest, I think that I bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, and Spider Man. All well, Spider Man, I got on the deal, like, with the my, my slim and everything else. Yeah, but it's like I bought Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War at full price, and I don't regret any of that for a second because those were amazing pieces of work. And like, you know, if they had been half as short and still had sort of resonated and left that mark in me, I think, I just think that like time, I guess sort of like where I'm going with this is, uh, you know, is that a lot of times that the time spent in game is not a good metric of a game's value. And I just sort of wanted to like bounce like questions and thoughts like because there are games i've played that are like six hours long three hours long that i'm like this is a fantastic mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. well something like journey yeah like oh journey is a great example it's like less than like less than eight hours but you know i don't know for some people like they waffle on that but i think that's a really neat experience 
Um, yeah. And it was worth like the, the 30, 25, 30 bucks that I paid for it. Yeah. Anyways, that's sort of the thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see the argument being made that, you know, $20 for a two hour game seems like too much. And I, and I understand and I sympathize with that argument. Um, while at the same time, th- there are games that are special, <laughs> to, to put it in a very strange uh, few words. But th- there are games that, that do something different and that stand alone and can actually pull off something worth your time in two hours. Um, and then there are games that aren't. So. I just think it's it's for me like when whenever I see the like oh you know this game only like and we would see that in TRG and uh, from time to time like people like oh it was only twenty hours I beat this game in twenty hours I you know I feel like I wasted my 20, 60 bucks or whatever and it's not mm-hmm. to like bad mouth anybody but or you know I'm not trying to be that guy but I'm saying like but was it a good twenty hours? Like, you know, there's a, mm-hmm. th- like th- there's sort of like that conflation there where it's like, well, it was only this amount of time, so it must not have been good. But I'm saying like, well, it's I I've, I think I've said before on the podcast that I really enjoyed the game Gun for the PS2 and the 360. It was a short game, but I played through that game like five or six times and enjoyed mm-hmm. the snot out of it. I think I might have bought it used, but it's like uh, even if I had paid 60 bucks, I got my money's worth out of that. And I think I think it's just like a cheap and easy metric that, and again, I don't want to be dismissive or harsh, you know, but I think just a lot of it is like it, it's an easy way to like not think about the value of something. Um, now Parker, because he doesn't buy anything for full price ever, <laughs> um, you know, what I guess sort of what are some of your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is value is in the eye of the beholder. Like, and I think people, there's a certain expectation when you spend $60 for a new game that it's going to last X amount of time. And so these games that may be very carefully crafted and put together, but don't hit the time requirement, uh, are just either priced wrong or people's expectations for them are kind of unfortunate. Like I would even put like a game like Mm -hmm. The Order 1886 into that category of Mm -hmm. like, Really well okay. done, meticulously detailed wor- world. Um, you know, you can argue about like the emptiness of the world, or you don't like quick timey events, or whatever. But like, it was really well thought out and really well executed, and some of the best cinematics in gaming to date. But like, people expected something that was just going to be longer for the price. You know, mm-hmm. and so when they got that game and they got to the end, you know, and they paid sixty bucks and it was done in in six or eight hours, they were outraged. And, uh, you know, it's a fair argument to say, like, okay, you know, that's that's something to consider. Maybe the game should have come in and it shouldn't have been priced 60 bucks initially anyhow. So I think there's got to be something where you look at certain games and, you know, maybe there's not every game should be priced $60. That's just sort of like, for whatever reason, the watermark we've put out there and games vary yeah. vastly in sort of, the length and unless you're sort of like an indie title who can kind of like flex on the pricing a little bit everybody else has to sort of like hit that $60 mark and it's really kind of an arbitrary mark but everybody has this expectation of what a $60 game should be and those are very different expectations but a six to eight hour game unless it's mind-blowing is going to ultimately let people down these days regardless of like the quality of the content that's inside of it so 
again, it comes down to like, what, what are you expecting? But I paid three bucks for the order and I thought it was a $3 well spent. So, you know, for me, my expectation for a $3 game was quite a bit lower than somebody who would have paid 60 bucks. So that's where I come in on the, the value of what I paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And I think, I, I do think um, th- that this is, this can be a pitfall. I mean, like, like you mentioned that, a lot of people, especially with the order, like when it first mm. came out, yeah. were were really dogging on it for its price. And I've heard that with a few games, none of them immediately come to mind, but definitely that one, um, that that's happened before where even a lot of the reviewers I follow make it a point to say, I don't usually mention price, but for this game, I have to mention it, you know, um, or pick it up on a sale or something like that because it's not worth the full price of the game. So so I definitely... I, I um, I get that argument, even if I don't generally spend full price on video games anyway. Um, but uh, I, I do think it, I'm at an interesting point doing backlog golf. And if you listeners have been around for a while, you know, like what I talked about, the games that I played last year and then what I was looking at this year completely changed after we decided to do backlog golf. Um, so I've gone from uh, trying to knock out some of the games, uh, my games of shame trademark, the uh, games that I own that I should have already played because I've heard they're just fantastic games that I have not yet played. Um, instead of doing that, I've been hitting a bunch of the smaller games off my backlog to rack up on those sweet, sweet backlog golf points. Well, that's, um, that's the beauty. Like, hey, listen, there's if you've got a meta and you don't exploit it, I think you're just missing out. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> there you go. So um, so I've been playing a lot of shorter experiences with like one long one in the background. Like I said, just finished up Octopath Traveler and that I dumped a ton of time into that game. So basically like playing one RPG while I'm playing a bunch of little games as well. Um and so it's it's interesting because I don't generally play the shorter games, especially back to back, like I have been playing. And and one thing I will say, uh, I mean, it definitely depends on the amount of time that you have because there's there's always that ratio of like <laughs> when you make more money, you have less time, and when you don't make as much money, you have more time. You know, so you, you kind of have to balance those things out in in what you're even looking for in gaming in general. And as I get older, um. I can appreciate these smaller experiences more. Um, But I will also say, I feel like a lot of the longer experiences stick with me more. Mm. Like as I look back and in the games that I've played as a whole, I think um, the thing that I will say about that though, is that the game has to earn its time that like, a, a game that is long just for the sake of being long where they pad stuff out um, is not necessarily a memorable game, but a game that you pour a lot of time into that was consistently fun and, you know, challenging or, or, or challenge different ideas, you know, made you think throughout the length of its entire playtime those are are some of the experiences that have stuck with me longer than even something, even bite-sized games that I've really enjoyed and I'm glad that I played them. Um, But because of their short length, they don't, they they just are not in my consciousness 
or subconscious, I guess, um, quite as as apparently as some of the games that I have actually spent more time on. Um, that said, there there are caveats. There, there um, you know, we just mentioned Journey, and that's what two hours, three hours. Yeah, I beat that game in a sitting, um, which was surprising. But so, I mean, that's that's one that there are exceptions to that rule as well. If they are exceptional games or experiences in general, yeah, I, I, I I'm hesitant to make any hard and fast rules, but I think like mm-hmm. something you pointed out that we just like the way that we play games, and so like. You mentioned as you've gotten older, uh, it, the shorter experience is almost sort of more, makes more sense and it's more mm-hmm. accessible. And I think that, that for me, I would rather have a well-crafted 20-hour experience than, you know, the the 90-hour. Like, listen, I'm going to try and take a crack at Persona 5 again this year. <laughs> and I just bought, I got Dragon Quest last Christmas, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna bite off some pretty big stuff, but like you know if you're only if you're only playing like five or six hours a week, you know which has sort of been <clears throat> probably I say where I'm hitting that well even less the last couple anyways you know how mm-hmm. but it's like you know you want that time to matter and you know a lot yeah. of times in these big grand like. You know, part of the thing is like I'm not a kid anymore. So like the the big epic RPG that would like a sixty hour time sink, like you know I'm not going to be playing it two three hours a day for three or four weeks. And so it's like you know I if I get like five hours a week in, you know we'll just say that's sort of like been the my goal or whatever. If I get five hours a week in, and like let's just say I miss a week, like I'm 10, 15 hours in, and it's been a couple of weeks since I come. Like sometimes, like when you lose the 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 narrative threads or whatever, and I'm just like, those are the things yeah. I'm thinking of, and it's like, you know, there's there to me, like I appreciate more the the more concise, tighter thing that sort of it seems like mm-hmm. those games respect my time a little bit more. Like that's become like yeah. that's become the the that's a good phrase, respecting your time. Yeah, that. yeah. But yeah, that's become that's become like, like well, okay, like Hollow Knight. I dumped probably like 30, 40 hours into that game, or you know, I don't. I'd have to go look, but it was a a sizable mm-hmm. chunk of time. But I felt like every and, and again, that's a game that's sort of like, it's it's a bit of an outlier. Like it it, mm-hmm. it is very enjoyable, but at the same time, like it was absolutely frust like infuriating at times, <laughs> and. Um, but it's like it's it's a game that I feel like I walked away. I didn't ever. I, I don't think like. I don't think I walked away from that game saying like, "Man, I wish I could have that time back." I'm like, I, I walked away from the game saying, "Yeah, I am glad I played this. I'm glad for that experience, and I feel like in many ways this was you know time quote unquote well spent." Now sometimes mm-hmm. I probably should have gone to bed earlier or whatever, <laughs> but. You know, or I pro- should, but do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like that's, oh, yeah. that's the, that's really the, the, the mentality that I would like to cultivate in people that the time in and of itself, that how long, like things like how, how long to be are good. Like Charles mm-hmm. build in some sort of how long to beat feature into GG. I'm just telling you, throwing that out there. I know you don't listen, but if you do. <laughs> People, people who do listen to this, tweet at Charles 
at Gigi and tell him to put in the time tracker thing. Yeah. Anyways. Use Gigi and tweet at Charles. Yes. Use Gigi, tweet at Charles, and harass him until he installs a time tracking element. Um, anyways, uh, I guess what I was going is like the question I think a, a lot of times the, the better question to ask is like, was the time that I spent in this game well spent? And that's like, that's yeah. just where I sort of like, you know, and again, I, I know that I sort of like harp on these themes or these ideas, but it's like, you know, leisure time, you know, should be earned and, and spent wisely. I don't know. I don't really have too much else. You know, we're, we're sort of hitting that two-hour mark, mm-hmm. which sort of, you know. Oof. This is not our beefiest boy, but, um, you know, <laughs> we we apparently good we were okay at brevity, but not great. <laughs> we are not as bad at brevity as we usually are. But that just is wordy and cumbersome. And, but, um, so... As we sort of wrap it up, is there any parting shots that um, anybody wants to sort of leave for the listener uh, and just sort of like, in, like just in encouraging people to say like, if there was like one takeaway, like if, you, if somebody were coming up to you and sort of asking some of the questions that we've asked tonight and the, some of the ideas that we've talked about tonight, um, and we'll start with Luke and then we'll sort of go around the table um, and I'll go last because I still don't know what I'm going to say, but um like, if you could say, like, one of the, the most important sort of takeaways in sort of engaging this hobby and managing your time well, like, if you could sort of, like, leave one sort of bullet point or principle, what do you think that that one sort of, like, little pro- proverb that you could sort of, like, leave them with, like, like a bullet point? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. You're going to put me on the spot as the first one. Um, well, we have to sound smart because we're the regular host. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. So I'll definitely, I'll definitely leave that to you guys. I, I mean, I think the only thing for me is like we have a limited time on this earth. I want to spend it well. I want to steward that mm-hmm. time well. I'll have to give an account for that someday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I want to make account. And so part of this whole craziness with this spreadsheet and all this like ridiculousness with a dashboard and everything is to help me do that a little better. Yeah, I, that's awesome, yeah. Josh. That's awesome. Um, let's see if this actually comes out properly. Um, I I would say that this does touch on a couple things um, that really that I think everyone ought to be more mindful of. If that makes sense, and that is that the first question is why you're playing the games that you play. Um, because I think we touched on that a, a couple times earlier when we were talking about how if a game is not engaging you, why are you continuing to play? If a game is not, you know, challenging, if, if you're if you leave in a worse condition after playing a game than when you started, well, what what is your purpose? Are are video games your default? Mm. I guess is kind of what I'm asking. What is behind the reason that you're spending time? As you said, Luke, you know, you have a finite amount of time um, that you are accountable for. Um, what is it? What is the reason behind why you're spending it on video games? Now, don't take that too far and think that you should never play video games. I'm just asking, do, can you answer that question? Um, and then 
once that is answered, where does that rank in your list of priorities? That's a good one. Um, so I think, um, and maybe this is just sort of a reiteration of sort of what we've already said, and hopefully in some ways it is, but I think like, you know, yes, time is limited, but uh, we as Christians, I think, are called to be self-controlled. And I think that in order to be disciplined, sometimes we have to ask hard questions and and approach even sort of the way we enjoy our leisure time and we would recreate. Like we have to be disciplined even in that. Um, and so it's, you know, in, in I think in an attempt to utilize that time wisely, sometimes we need to be discerning and saying like, is this thing worth my time? Is this thing not worth my time? And, and sometimes maybe we need to be, I guess, I guess sort of like I'm encouraged by like the organization that he, that, that Parker mm-hmm. applies to. And again, like my dude here is like, he's, he's a man of business, a man of serious business. I am a letter carrier. Like, you know, it's like, got a freaking master's from, is it Midwest, Western? Southwestern. Southwestern. Yeah. I'm, I'm real smart, you know, Um, also a little fueled by bourbon right now. Um, But, you know, so he's got like a master's from Southwestern. I dropped out of college four times, you know, odd, odd belt. Nate talks super good right now. Excellent radio. You're welcome. Listener. Um, but it's like, you know, odd, odd bedfellows. And, you know, this is like, in a lot of ways, one of the things I'm grateful for is that Luke and I operate on very different ends of the spectrum. And at the center of our friendship is Christ. And like, I think like, yeah, yes, video games were one thing that we bonded over, but, um, just the, the reason our friendship has persisted is because it is rooted in our fellowship and brotherhood in Christ. And, um, yeah. That's not where I was where I was going with this. I, I've lost the trail at this point in time. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I guess where where I was going with this is that sometimes I think it is good for us to maybe sit down and evaluate critically these things and sort of put some of this mm-hmm. stuff under the microscope. Like you know, the way that he in the way that you track and sort of measure everything, Luke, I think is, is, is a bit of a challenge to me to maybe not generate a spreadsheet or a dashboard, but to be like way more intentional. And so that's, like, that's where I was going. It's like, just like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. we need to be like a little, like maybe it might not hurt me to write down some of this stuff and sort of track it and weed it out. And I, I mean, and that's stuff that I've done. So, but it's because of, mm-hmm of the conversations that we've had and the conversations that you and I have had as well, Josh, like have sort of like helped foster these things anyways. So that's, uh, I think like before I just keep going and we turn this thing into a, just a monster and I just keep babbling on good stuff. My dude. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for, and this was like last minute people. So like I, Josh and I sort of had a different topic and we sort of touched on it, but we had like a different topic sort of lined up and then, you know, no, I crashed the party. Sorry well, about that. No, nah, dude, like I wanted to have you on anyway. So it was like, it was just like, I was like, Josh, thanks so much for being like willing to accommodate this sort of last minute shift. So I know. Yeah. I mean, it's the last time, but. <laughs> okay. 
No, I won't do kidding. it again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nate, I'm just kidding. Nate hangs head dejectedly. you know dejectedly. how prepared we are um, for all of these. Um, even though we do actually have the next episode, we've got ideas. So We have ideas. I'm, I'm excited. Ideas. Uh, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, happy to... It's always fun to have guests on, you know, even if we haven't talked before, Luke, like it's, it's always a great time to get other, other heads in here as well. So, um, one last okay. question before we leave, what are your thoughts on breath of the wild, Luke? Uh, I don't have any cause I don't have a switch and I've never played it. So okay. I, Nate, Nate okay. is very opinionated about it. I've heard him go on at length recently <laughs> on the subject. So I'm sure, uh, if you were to yeah. open that up to him, maybe you've already had that conversation with oh, him we, about we've it. We've had this conversation. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're on, on separate ends of the, of the, fence. I would just say like my, um, my pricing philosophy, Nintendo has priced me yeah. out based on the cost of ownership yeah. for Nintendo games. Uh, it's hard for me to dip into that. I would love to because they're more social and more family-friendly types of games, but the price point at which I have to enter into that makes me say, like, uh, not right now. So yeah. I, I would yeah. love to have totally an opinion about sense. it, but I really don't. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I was just he's he's salty in the what happened. That's not true. You have a lot of people on your side, especially in our group. Do so I? I? I don't even. I'm, pay I'm amassing to that. my own army. Uh, it's, you don't think oh, we, we ought it. Ideas, ideas, <laughs> more, more mm. ideas. Okay, sorry about that. But if if um, you guys want to join my army or Nate's <laughs> militia, um, you you can, dude. You can contact I, us I'm at least all throughout empire the worthy. You know. Okay. Okay. You can Empire. be the Republic. I'll be the Empire. Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's funny that you put it that way just because, like, the internet in general lauds the game. Um, but in our little group, I feel like it's much more divided. I will I will so, be the Palpatine corner. to your, you know, <laughs> Senator whoever. Senator Jar Jar Binks. Oof, oof, um, oof. <laughs> Sorry, before we completely crash and burn out of here. Yeah, so if you have some thoughts for us, we have lots of different ways you can get in contact. Of course, one of the best ways is the Facebook group that we have, the hashtag Backlog Book Club, where we take account for things like hashtag uh, Backlog Golf. We also have the hashtag Backlog Busters for the this month and next month um, for the Mother series. Wesley gave us a bit of a shout out a a little while back on his uh, podcast, uh, Henshin Dad. Henshin Dad, yeah. Henshin Dad podcast, where he talks about the tokusatsu. Tokusatsu and kaiju and mecha, oh my. (laughs) There you go, Wesley. It's a free one. And Thomas. And, oh, he he categorized Thomas and and friends as a toku, a tokusatsu, Mm -hmm. which was... It was enthralling. Great. I was, I was like, it was, was great. Like, huh. I know, I know a little boy that would be absolutely enraptured to listen to that. Anyways, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Wes. Uh, we, we, we love you, bro. And uh, yeah, uh, someone else, and you brought it up before. We might as well like Micah uh, Hendricks sort of gave us a, mm-hmm. a a little bit of a shout out on on the last episode of the TRG pod. Like you know, mentioned us. It wasn't really a shout out, but yeah. he mentioned us on the last episode of the TRG podcast that he was on. So uh, thanks, Micah. We appreciate it, dude. And as always, yeah, we, we do recommend people go check out TRG's podcast. 
you know, the, the other podcasts that we've sort of recommended, you know, uh, Kai and I, I'm using your stage name, Paul, <laughs> Kai and the Retro Zoo uh, Super Show uh, is, is always a good time. I've actually been speaking, you know, anyways, anyways, I'll shut up. We'll, we'll move on with the, the credits <laughs> thing. Um, but all right. So if people want to contact us, Josh, how can they do so? Yeah, so there's the group that we've got on Facebook. We have also been hitting uh, Twitter for the past two weeks that we have been up. Our um, our handle on Twitter is at bbdowncast, and uh, we I think we've been doing pretty good with interaction there. Um, so we'd love to have you there because we do a, a little bit more rapid fire kind of stuff, not not big posts like like you see kind of in the group. So. It's been a lot of fun to to interact mm-hmm. more on Twitter, even just on a personal note. And we're both we um, are both doing that now. So I yes, found a way to yeah. if, make it work. If we ever mention something like Breath of the Wild, we will make sure and it you know, tag who it is that's talking. Um but for <laughs> the most part, good, I mean, we agree on a lot nice, of things. It's probably Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then of course, if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do so at our email address. It's the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Yes. They can also find us on the other socials at, uh, well, I'm Nate underscore McKeever pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, all the things, GG, uh, all those fun things. I'm like I said, Nate underscore McKeever and you are good, sir. On yeah, on GG and a lot of those places, it's Broccolope. That is B R O C C O L O P E. Until I change it all to the Duke of Deals, <laughs> you know, sometime soon. Bang, because I like it's, that. Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say Luke, where your socials, but I've already established that you have no online social media presence. That is correct. You will not be able to find me. He's a ghost. <laughs> That's that's the twist ending, people. He's been a ghost the whole time. <laughs> Am I a real person or not? Only you can decide for yourself. I know. I know the truth. Um, anyways, so until next time, Josh. Yeah, you guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing. All right, catch you later, everybody. See you next time.